Okay, welcome back to the You Heard It Here First podcast. As almost always, I'm your host, Sammy DeYoung. Um, thank you for tuning in again today. Today's episode is a little bit different, mainly for me, not so much for the listeners, because today's episode we did over Zoom because our guest is in Canada. So um, it might sound a little bit different. That's because we did it over the computer, but it was great to get to hear from her. Our interview today is with Becky from the CRC Office of Disability Concerns. So we get to a little bit, get to learn a little bit about what that organization is and what she does and yeah more about what that is so tune in for the rest of the interview right here all right on today's podcast we have um a lady named becky jones from the crc office of disability concerns and we're gonna get to learn a little bit more about her and a little bit more about um what the disability concerns does and what that organization is like. So welcome to the podcast, Becky. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is exciting. I'm so glad you're doing this. Great. Um, To kind of get started, I'd like to just kind of hear a little bit more about you and like what your family life is like, if you have any hobbies, interesting facts about yourself, just kind of get us to know you a little bit before we get started. Sure. So, so yeah, so I'm Becky. Um, I work out of the Burlington office for the Christian Reformed Church, but uh, Burlington, Ontario. So um, if you're not familiar with Ontario too much, it's really, Burlington's really close to Toronto, about an hour away. Okay. Um, and I actually used to live in Toronto for some time, went to school there and then moved back because um, I've always lived around Burlington, Oakville. And I have two kids and, um, and a cat. <laughs> and uh, yeah. <laughs> and I actually, um, so I go to the meeting house, um, which is, you know, something actually, I think it's international now, but uh, yeah, so I go to the meeting house in Burlington and hobbies that I do, I, this is kind of unusual, but I love miniatures. And so I've oh, been nice. doing, I find like I got back into, I used to do it when I was younger and with COVID with not a lot to do other than ordering yeah. Amazon, I like jumped back into that hobby and have been working on doing like miniature dollhouses and stuff like that. So, oh, cool. Yeah, a little different, but that's what I've enjoyed. Yeah. Over the, yeah. <laughs> that's really cool, though. A good way to like pass the time because that's what I figure. Like right? a lot of old habits or different habits came out of COVID. And the the world of uh, miniatures seems to have like exploded during COVID. It's kind oh, of, I'm funny. sure. Yeah. That's yeah. Funny. Nice. Great. Well, thank you for sharing that. Thank you for getting us to, to get to know you a little bit more. Um, yeah. Um, we'll move on to a little bit of what the disability concerns. Do you normally use like the full title? So like the CRC Office of Disability Concerns or like how do you, what do you call it? I mean, I even shorten it at work to DC because <laughs> I oh, actually, nice. <laughs> I actually work between two ministries. So I work with safe okay. church ministries and disability okay. concerns. So I really shorten it when I'm talking, but um, yeah. yeah, we just call it disability concerns. And okay. then we also have um, a Canadian specific one. So sometimes we'll differentiate between disability concerns and disability concerns Canada, depending on what okay. we're doing. Yeah. Cool. So do you work with both then? So because I am um, located in Canada, uh, we definitely work between both, but I also just tend to um, work specifically with specific um, events that the Can- Canadian offices has like right now for October we're running an an October series and that's um like based in Canada and it's um, run by a team in Canada so yeah sometimes we differentiate like that nice really cool so can you kind of tell us what disability concerns is like how it started who it serves stuff like that just kind of give us the overall what it is 
Yeah, sure. Like kind of our history a little bit with what we're doing. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're actually celebrating. We're going to be, we're coming up to our 40th anniversary, which is kind of exciting. Yeah. For Christian reform. So um, we actually, at this current time, we work with the reformed church um, in North America as well. So the two of us collaborate, um, which just allows us to do a lot together for the whole Mm -hmm. idea of disability concerns. So just to say 40 years was specifically with CRC. And then we joined up with RCA just a little bit later. But um, for Christian Reformed Church, we're celebrating our 40th year, um, which is exciting. Yeah, and it basically, yeah, yeah, grew out of of a need, right? So before, like, there was um, an organization in Grand Rapids, Pine Rest, um, Mm -hmm. and they used to have... um, people that lived in, at Pine Rest, right? And that ended. Uh, and then so it became sort of a need for the community to start serving the disability population in a much more intentional way, like 40 years ago. So that's what okay. sort of the need came out of. And there was a lot of um, you know, introspection and seeing how we could best serve our churches and the communities within our church. And so there was sort of an initial start to disability concerns where it was looking at um, like writing and information about um, serving our community. And then it's just um, grown from there. And we've just seen it continually grow over the years. And so yeah. Um, so the, the, uh, the director that we have right now, Mark Stevenson, um, he's been here for 15 years and he is when, um, reached out and started collaborating, um, as well, like with RCA. Um, and so we work so closely with them and if, so what started out as more like a smaller piece of writing and supporting, um, through that way has grown into like conferences and events and having like regional advocates across all the classes, having um, really intentionally like churches intentionally having disability advocates within their churches. So we've, we've just um, have a huge a number of um, volunteers that are across North America serving yeah. within this one ministry. So it's, it's just beautiful to step back and see all of the people that are just, um, uh, like value this this ministry and just yeah. understanding the importance of it within the church within the community within the within the whole denomination right so yeah yeah that's really cool that's awesome thanks for sharing that so that's kind of how we got started um how does it like work now like who do you who is the main people yeah. that you serve and can other people get involved yeah. So basically for myself, so I'm um, volunteer and communication specialist is my role. So in the role of volunteer uh, specialist, what I would do is I basically work with uh, regional advocates and we work to make sure that they're um, well informed, that they know what's going on within their community, what supports they need to really build their community within their classes. Right. And then mm-hmm. they would go into their classes and um, and work to make sure that um churches each have a, a, a church advocate within their within their church to make sure that okay. their particular community is also being served because every church is so different and the needs of every mm-hmm. church are so different so you want to make sure that you're really tuning into what your particular needs are within within your church within your community and mm-hmm. um, looking around your community and making sure that you can open um, you know, open doors to make it even more accessible for what your community is dictating to you. So we really work on like, um, on making sure that we're really getting to that ground level space across North America. Nice. So there's like the overall organization, but then you partner with individual churches to make sure that they have what they need. Yeah, churches and then 
also just a lot of organizations that we work with as well, right? Yeah. Like even just, I'm thinking of like, we just recently um, came out with the inclusion handbook, which is like, um, okay. it was the, sorry, it was the inclusion handbook and we've just mm-hmm. done the third edition of it. Um, and we've, so we now we call it um, everybody belongs serving together. And it is um, a collaboration between like um, Elin Christian Services, Christian Horizons, right? Like we've, we're, mm-hmm. we're partnering and, and obviously the RCA, like we're partnering with all these services so that we can provide the best for our communities um, across everywhere. Yeah. So, yeah, I like that. Yeah, so we do a lot of collaboration um, all the time. So, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. And you do that between like the US and Canada or Completely. since you, okay. Yeah. Yeah, nice. like for instance, when I was saying like our October series that we're in right now, although it's a mm-hmm. Canadian based, like we've, um, we work with our Canadian team um, to produce it at the same time, because we are in the midst of um, a pandemic and we can do everything on Zoom, it's mm-hmm. it's on Zoom, which means that we get people oh, nice. all across North America that are invited to it. It's not like site specific, right? Okay. Um, which, which is really great that we can open the doors like that. for yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. That's awesome. Great. I think that gives a good idea of what the organization is and how it works. So thank you for sharing that. Um, you kind of already went into a little bit about what your role is. So you connect with volunteers. Um, can you tell us a little bit about how long you've been in that role? Kind of what your a daily life looks like for you? I'm sure it's different from day yeah. to day. <laughs> <laughs> it's very different from day to day, but that's what makes it exciting, I think. Right. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so I do two. Um, I do volunteer and then I do communications. So one aspect of it is always making sure that the volunteers that we have um, just feel heard and we know what their what their needs are and what we can support them with right so that's on one mm-hmm. end and then communications we have like and it's also that piece of making sure that people know about our ministry that know um and we're constantly serving like what so for instance like the uh, we have a network, like the, a blog that we put out uh, mm-hmm. um, on a very regular basis. And so our most recent one was just on using closed captioning on Zoom, right? And so oh, no. that goes out across the board to like whether you're signed up for disability or just in general to the network, um, mm-hmm. that people are learning why you would use closed captioning, right? So we like to constantly be educating everybody about areas um, for being a more accessible community in general, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Great. Um, and how long have you been in that position? I've been here for two years. Okay. Nice. Yeah, so pretty, pretty short in comparison to yes. some people that I work with. That's okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's fairly new to you yet. But yeah. Yeah, exactly. Do you like it? Do you feel like it's a good fit for you personally? Oh, yeah. I love it. Um, yeah. It's it's something I've always been extremely interested in, um, yeah. like in terms of um, disability. That's been a lot of my focus for school and for mm-hmm. my past work. And then bringing in the volunteer component is just um, that's another aspect of um, like my past career that I was just very interested mm-hmm. in. So it, it just pairs um, two elements that I really enjoy and puts it together. So, yeah, yeah for me, I find it it's an excellent fit. So That's awesome. Yeah. Is there any parts of the job that you feel are challenging for you like what would you say is something that is like this sure. might not be my favorite it's not that it's not my favorite it's just that it is a very busy role and yeah. when you have so many volunteers um I just love the personal connection right so I yeah. 
want to make sure that I'm reaching out to um, mm-hmm. to people that are part of our ministry. I want to make sure that they're feeling appreciated and loved and respected and, and valued, yeah. right? And yeah. so, but the reality of that is it's quite a large community that we work with. So, um, so I have to just constantly, you know, understand that yeah. <laughs> I'm doing my best and I'm still, yeah, there's sure. many other pieces um, of the role that also require attention. So, you know, I could make it into a much larger role very quickly and just be yeah. working around the clock at it because I'd love it. Right. So, yeah, yeah, but it's just, um, yeah, managing expectations as to what we can do within yeah, like a sure. work week. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 40 hours a week. How much can yeah. you get done? Yeah. It goes by so fast. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, kind of backtracking a little bit that I just thought of this question um, about how many like churches and organizations do you partner with? Like how many people are you checking in with during the week? Oh, during the week. Okay. So like, I'm just thinking there's over a thousand churches across North America and that's just with yeah. CRC, right? That doesn't yeah. include um, the RCA component with it. And then mm-hmm. um, within the organizations that we partner with, it's any number, uh, like it is just it's, it's, a, it I don't even want to guess, right? Like yeah. <laughs> how many we partner with. So yeah, it's a, it's a very large network um, and it's a very dynamic network. And I think it's just, you realize the importance of it um, because mm-hmm. there's so many people that are speaking into the conversation of accessibility and advocacy around disability, right? So it's, mm-hmm. it's a very vibrant um, network that we're connected to. Yeah. That's awesome. Have you been able to like get to know some of these people on like a deeper level the last like two years like trying to like build those relationships with them yeah I think that specifically when I think of um Canadian like so uh, our Canadian mm-hmm. team right so we have um an executive team of all the regional advocates and other um individuals that support in various ways like our editorial team for instance right because we mm-hmm. put out a newsletter so um those I would say um the regional advocates are the ones that we really get to know very well because we're seeing yeah. them like on a quarterly basis and we're we're checking in with them um, as as much as they need and making sure that they have the resources so mm-hmm. um yeah so it's been it's been really great because you do get to know um you know some very closely because you're working with yeah. them so, so closely and that's it's wonderful to be able to yeah. do that yeah that's awesome that's really cool um I have about two more questions for this part of the podcast um, to kind of wrap up your role. Is there a part mm-hmm. that you would say is your favorite? Is there like one specific thing that you're like, I can't wait to get to do this? Or are there things that just really excite you about your job? It's always the personal connection. So I think that that's yeah. what I've been finding is um, uh it's sort of sad in COVID because I haven't been able to, like I started right before it started. Yeah. And, and so a lot of the events that I have been looking forward to weren't able to happen in an in-person mm. setting. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But having said that, we still, we did it on zoom and, and it is amazing how much you can actually connect. Right. Yeah, and so sure. I would say as much as I do miss the personal connection that I would have expected at first mm-hmm. um, being able to have um connections over zoom and getting to know people really well that's definitely the favorite part like to be able to hear people's stories and mm-hmm. and get to know them and just to see how they've just uh they're thriving right and just to be able to hear how they're moving forward um that's definitely my favorite part yeah yeah that's awesome that's great that you're still able to do that because it could be kind of disappointing to like go into a job planning to like be able yeah. to connect with all these people and then all of a sudden you can't but with technology today you're still able yeah. to do that so that is nice 
Yeah, it's been, even when we look at like our leadership event, we had, we've had it for a couple of years over Zoom and just mm-hmm. looking at who was able to come because we did it over Zoom, yeah. right? So people that weren't necessarily able to travel um, prior to COVID were suddenly mm-hmm. given the opportunity to um, be participating in events because we were all sharing an online platform. Yeah. So so that's been a beautiful thing that's come out of, um, yeah. come out of everything, yeah. Yeah, that's very cool. Awesome. Well, um, my last question I have for you with um, disability concerns is if you have any really cool stories that you'd be willing to share with us about how you've seen God work through the organization, any like specific stories of how you've seen people be impacted through disabilities concerns? You know, I'm always just surprised um, about our community, how interconnected it is when you don't even Mm -hmm. realize it, right? And so recently I was speaking to um, a lady who was considering becoming a disability advocate with her church. And we were just kind of talking about what it means and the, you know, the the role and just how many hours and things like that. Mm -hmm. And and I said, oh, she mentioned that she was going to visit her dad um, in a senior's residence. I said, that's funny. And it wasn't in the same city or anything. And I Mm -hmm. said, that's so interesting because one of our like, you know, longest volunteers actually lives in that building and is and it's just like he's one in a million and I think that you would do so well to meet him and just like talk a little bit about your life and about um your story and everything like that and um Mm -hmm. so she did she went in when she went to visit her dad she also visited this gentleman and just um that's when you just watch God just kind of work and you just sit back and go okay this was a beautiful thing right so yeah, pieces like that. That's totally what what is um yeah amazing about the world, the work. That yeah, yeah. It sounds like a big part of this ministry is just like connecting people. It's a huge sounds, connecting. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really yeah. cool because I think that's a lot of what people need. They just need to be connected with people, yeah. and if yeah. they can do it in a faith based organization like this, it's it's very cool to see. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I would totally agree. That's awesome. Great. Anything else you think it would be worth noting about the organization that we didn't get to talk about? Anything else you'd like to add? I just think a big thing that's coming up right now is our our current director who's been there for 15 years is retiring at the end of the year. Oh, wow. Yeah. And we just uh, had a new director appointed, Lindsay. And so that's just kind of an exciting uh, look ahead um, for our ministry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Awesome. Great. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I like to wrap up all of the podcasts with just some fun questions. I call them Sammy's six. So <laughs> we'll try to get to at least a couple of them. So they're just yeah, kind of fun sure. questions. Um, you can just kind of answer simply and we can move on. Or if you have like anything to add about it, you okay. can do that. So great. So my first one I have for you is what's the most interesting restaurant you've ever been to? Uh, (laughs) I don't go to restaurants very often so that's a hard one I would say the most interesting one though is that um as I said I was I'm from Toronto right that's Mm -hmm. a I've lived for Toronto for a bit and so my parents took me to the top of the CN Tower and there's a restaurant there that revolves Mm -hmm. so you can see like 360 of of the city and so that's probably the most interesting it's I looked I went to take my kids there this year and I looked up the prices and they've skyrocketed so that's (laughs) not a reality anymore yeah (laughs) but it was super fun yeah Yeah. it's pretty the funny thing about it is that actually the washrooms are in the middle and it rotates around so if you go to the washroom and you come back out you can't find your seat (laughs) oh no so they stay like the same and they stay in the central core 
and this and um, the seats are yeah so it takes you a while to you know find your party again after you've yeah been you almost have to like stand there and wait and like watch everyone pass you yeah. by <laughs> that's funny that sounds really cool though I'd like to go to a restaurant like that tonight yeah. but I'm sure they're very it's, expensive now. yeah it's pretty expensive now yeah nice <laughs> yeah awesome so my second question for you is um what is your favorite Christian book other than the Bible okay so right now I'm trying to remember the title of it I listened I listen to Kate Bowler, her podcast, mm-hmm. like obsessively. And nice. so she just came out with a book. Um, what is it? No Cure for Being Human is the new, I, I read her oh, old that. books, her last books. So I was trying, I get the titles mixed up, but that is, I would say such a phenomenal book. I would highly encourage anybody to read No Cure for Being uh, Human because it is an excellent reality check and just a loving yeah. hug from Kate, it feels like. So, yeah. Yeah. Nice. That sounds good. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. What was the name of it again? No Cure? For no being cure human. for being human and it's Kate Bowler. So just look okay. up Kate Bowler and you'll you'll find lots of stuff. Yeah. I'm gonna write it down right now. Yeah. She's a favorite of mine. Nice. Awesome. Okay, my next question I have for you is how do you wake up your house? This is a question I like heard on another podcast. She like asked someone, is there like a routine that you do to wake up your house? So you know how like either like turn on the lights or turn on music yeah. or you have like a routine. So I'm gonna say no actually, because I, I live, <laughs> um, my mom passed away a little while ago and uh, we moved in with my dad and he wakes up the house oh, and nice. he is the one that turns on all the lights and has the coffee so that when we like roll out of bed and get downstairs trying to get yeah. everybody off to school on time, he's just sitting mm-hmm. there. He's got the music yeah. on, he's got the coffee going. I'm like, thank goodness for you. <laughs> yeah. So he but has the morning he wake has, up the house. Yeah, like we just open the curtains. Along. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, That's kind of totally. nice. You have someone to do it for you, so you don't have to yeah. worry about. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Great. Um, my next question I have for you: Are you a coffee drinker? Is the first part of the question. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Okay, awesome. Do you have a go-to coffee order that you do? I do. I go to Starbucks and I get a tall bold with a drop of cream, and I don't nice. want anything else. Nice. Like no fancy <laughs> drinks. No, Nothing just like the one just, thing that you just like. Just the coffee, just the straight yes. dark coffee. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you ever get it like iced when it's no. hot out or it's Why would hot? you do that? <laughs> I don't know. I'm a big fan of iced coffee. <laughs> well, I'd I'd rather have, I had like, around it. Yes. <laughs> no, my kids, my daughter orders that all the time. And I'm just like, no, no, not at all. Just this it has to be hot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Um, I think we have time for one more. So what would be your nighttime snack? I found that a lot of people's change. So what is it right now? I'm going to say that I'm not allowed a nighttime snack. I have been working on my health a lot and I'm supposed to just eat dinner and then just not eat. So I've been done trying to avoid any thoughts of nighttime snacks <laughs> yes maybe this was a bad question sorry to bring it up <laughs> that is okay I have heard that a lot of people like cut themselves off at a certain time they're like yeah I'm supposed to eat past this time so then they're this done is, for the day this is the thing I try super hard to not to yes. pretend there's no food in the house after like seven o'clock at night yes. yeah. that's good self-control so I try <laughs> great well, that is the last of the questions I have for you today. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day yeah, to meet with me. me. Yes, this, this awesome. was great. It gave me a good, it's been very fun for me to do these podcasts because I get to learn a lot about like the organizations that we kind of like give our offerings to or connect with or partner with. So it's very nice to like get an idea of what is actually going on in the ministry. So I'm so glad you're doing this. This is so yes. great. <laughs>
great. Well, thank you so much and have a great rest of your day. You too. Talk to you later. Sounds good. Bye.